guys. Welcome back to D-plus students. I'm Dakota. I'm Andy. I'm Aaron. And I'm Chris. That's right. And we're here with you to watch every Disney Channel original movie and tell you guys what we think about them. And this week's movie is Motocross. Oh my god, you don't understand how excited I am. Guys. <laughs> okay, so, so I <laughs> that everybody knows about this but Aaron, yes? Yeah, I've never seen this one, so... You are in for a treat. <laughs> Dakota, are you like sobbing right now? <laughs> she's so happy that she's crying. I'm so happy. I have been waiting for this day. Yeah, for, if like... you've been with us since the beginning, the amount of times when we've gone through the list and been like, oh, and motocross is coming up. Yeah, we're finally here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we're so giddy. And Dakota's like, yes. Because those of you that have been with us from the beginning do know that my absolute hands down without a doubt uh no holds favorite disney channel original movie is brink (laughs) (laughs) it's brink (laughs) the number two favorite movie is motocross (laughs) and honestly when i rewatched this it might take the number one spot i don't know (laughs) i mean crazier things have happened we'll have to see so this poster is like your PowerPoint, uh, you know, like transition <laughs> screen. If you you remember yeah. that far back, it is. Or also like yes. the the um the screen when Donald Duck pops up on, yeah. a, on a cartoon. You know, it's, yeah. it's very cartoony, and then it's not cartoony. So that's the whole background, and then like the center of the sparkle spread is somebody in full um, dirt biking gear, covered head to toe on a on a numbered bike. So it looks like they're racing. It says motocrossed across the bottom. And then you've got like three headshots at the top, a dude that looks very serious in the corner, and then a dude that's smiling in the center, and then a girl with short hair that's smiling on the other side. And it says, when Andy stepped in, an extreme sport became an extreme adventure. What a lame tagline. (laughs) For such a good movie. I thought you were going to say it was good. (laughs) I'm going to be honest with you. I knew that this movie starred the, the protagonist was a uh, female just from like having absorbed that amount of information from Dakota <laughs> I did think that they were all boys at the top really I'm that's sorry I ruined the, it that's kind of the point, yeah she's giving us very androgynous but she's wearing lip gloss and so are the dudes I guess like so. they, they all all these 90s well I guess it's now it's now 2000s we're in 2001 all these all these boys got some pretty grooming happening I got some. Yeah, lip gloss these on are now. like weird headshots that they put up here. <laughs> <laughs> I am getting like varsity glamour shot feels from it, right? Yes. Especially the brooding man on the left. Yeah, so- <laughs> he's giving <laughs> steel. <laughs> Absolutely. Our high school during the summer did like community theater, mm-hmm. and they would have pictures of the actors like outside of makeup and like little bios that they would hang up in the little hallway before you walked in and this every single one of these photos looked like different people from <laughs> that would be in that community theater production. That's true. I take That's this true. way too seriously. I don't know. I just walked in off the street. <laughs> I like it. So obviously I have seen I've seen this movie as a child when it came out. I've also seen it as an adult because, as Chris and I have mentioned, mm. um, Chris, I don't know if you have a similar uh, story is it that here. that 3 a.m. slot? But this is, that's yep. right. <laughs> yeah. 
This is one of those uh, late night movies that I would watch anytime. Actually, um, when I lived in Orlando by myself, um, so circa 2016, I did definitely record this, and <laughs> I don't want to tell you how many times that I <laughs> fell asleep watching it. I don't blame you. That's okay. I went through a similar cycle with um, High School Musical, so we can we we can unpack that when we get to it. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that thinking back now, um, this movie um, kind of explains some things just about me as a person. <laughs> and um, anyway, we'll, we'll unpack that later. So again, Aaron is the only person that doesn't know this movie, although you have absorbed some via osmosis being near Dakota. But what do you think this movie's about? She, it's like a she's all that kind of scenario where mm-hmm. she decides to disguise herself up as a boy. Do you mean she's the man? She's the man. What I say, mm-hmm. she's all Which that. I've never seen this movie, but that's what that movie yeah, is. Yeah, she's the man. Um, she's decided to disguise herself up as a boy in order to... She's actually on the run from the mop. Oh. <laughs> that's the adventure, the extreme sport she joins. She's hoping that the anonymity, because it's 2001 and no one watches uh, motocross racing, that she'll <laughs> be able to hide in this new persona. But she somehow makes it wildly popular and has to do her tricks and like escape sniper fire at the same time i like it (laughs) okay you're kind of giving me like in too deep secret agent style the guy at the top of the poster who's very very menacing is actually an assassin okay is trained to hunter and he's specializes in motorcycle based assassinations (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the guy at the bottom is like the uh, the Oracle character. He's You can't tell. He's actually in a wheelchair. And okay, he fair. does a lot of the computer hacking because this is the early 2000s. And if you can do computer hacking, you're basically a magician. Yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We're, we're missing the um, like a minority character who's super good at fixing motorcycles so that they run real fast. Mm. Okay. And that's... Uh, He's going to be their cue or something? Exactly. You know, that's not a bad, like... I like it. Assessment of it, no. I like it. It's not what this movie is, but I like it. So if I didn't see this movie, I would love for it to be a ready-to-run type movie, where instead of talking horses, it's talking motorcycles. I was just going to say, are you going to, (laughs) like... Where Sinbad comes in as a talking... Oh, my God. (laughs) It's it's Kirby and also what was Hasselhoff in... Oh, with, with Lindsay Lohan, car, right? Kit. Wait, different one. Yeah. Well, yes, but I, I mean, Knight Rider. Ha- yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Knight that Rider. sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is a sleeper hit. He had um, a Pontiac Firebird who could drive three hundred miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, it's it's talking horses but dirt bikes. I yes. Like it. But I have seen this movie many, many of time. <laughs> okay. Is it a fave, Chris? I would say this is top five. Dang, yeah. Okay. Oh, right. oh, absolutely. Strong. I was just going to say, it's like, this isn't more sports, but like kind of sports in a way. And we all know my hatred for sports movies. <laughs> like, no man. Well, Pam. I mean, you didn't like Miracle on Lane 5, you know, but specifically because it was uh, whatever it is. Okay. Um, <laughs> I didn't want to say anything when Aaron was talking about the the whole, Oracle you know, thing. the Oracle thing, being in a wheelchair, because that's not why I did not like that movie, Aaron. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> 
No, okay, I'm not talking about how you don't like disabled people. That's what Aaron <laughs> thinks. But what I'm saying is that you didn't like it because, and you specifically said, you know, it's kind of a sportier movie and absolutely, a, you know, a racing movie. Yeah. And that wasn't necessarily your jam. Yeah, and like if looking at this poster, like that's kind of what this would give off to me. Oh, just yeah, looking right. at it for the first time and just watching it, like oh, I love this movie. It is not <laughs> that whatsoever. <laughs> I can't wait Andy. for the sequel where the wheelchair guy is actually fused to a motorcycle himself. <laughs> He's like a motorcycle centaur. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Here for all of that. I'm like, as, as Andy calls it, uh, she used to tell me all the time that I'm vibrating whenever I get really, and she just, she said this earlier today, I don't know if, uh, if we caught it. Whenever I get really excited about something, I think just my energy, and then also I am, well, first of all, it's 68 degrees in the house, so I'm kind of, it's kind of cold. <laughs> but then, I'm of my own doing, also by the to way. stay alive. <laughs> <laughs> Of my own doing, but then also, like, I'm just really excited, and so, like, right now my hands, like, I've got my hands, like, going, and I'm very excited, like, I'm a spirit finger type, because I'm <laughs> so excited, but I think just the energy field, I'm vibrating, yes, and I the... like it when she says that I'm vibrating, <laughs> because that, like, <laughs> the it vibrations are real so. here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Serena Sue. <laughs> I love my girl, Serena Sue. Don't even come for her. Andy, uh, what, are, what are your thoughts about this movie? What are your remembrance? I remember this movie pretty well, but at the same time, so like I'm always, whenever Dakota's been like, and motocrossed, I've always been like super happy to jump on that bandwagon and be like, yes, and motocrossed. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I don't think I've seen it within the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. So like I remember watching it. I don't, I'm in the same boat where like I don't necessarily love sporty movies. So I don't yeah. think it was one that I rewatched often, but I remember enjoying it. I remember the main plot points. I remember who everybody on this poster is, even if I don't remember like their characters or their arc. Like I know the main story they tell. And I am excited to revisit it. Um I hope I hope I really enjoy it. I, I feel like I will, but I, I'm I'm excited. All right, Aaron, any final guesses or any final thoughts? Yeah, uh, if you remember the old Transformer cartoons, there was one of them who was like a, uh, like he transformed into a man on a motorcycle. <laughs> what I'm thinking of is uh, the sequel to this is Motocrossed Out, and it's like kind of a grungy alternative future. Okay. Okay. So you go from <laughs> from centaur people to like Mad Max. <laughs> no, no, no. Centaur people are definitely a part of the Mad Max okay, universe. Okay, 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 fair. <laughs> yeah, and I'm thinking that some of the centaur people are actually like cyborgs from the future, like Terminator style. <laughs> yes. But the movie, it seems like it's going to be really dark, but it's actually kind of like light and fluffy, like uh, what was the Speed Racer movie? Yeah, oh my oh, god. Yeah. Unpopular opinion. I loved that movie. Me too. I liked that movie oh. too. Oh, thank God. We're all in the same trash pile. <laughs> Y'all don't hate us. <laughs> I don't know what movie you're talking about. I own it on DVD. I'm wow. not even kidding. I do too. Somewhere I will definitely find it. Wait, so Aaron. All right, guys. Wait, Aaron, is one of these people turning into a Transformer in your sequel? No, no, no. It, the sequel, instead of it being in a motorcycle assassin, mm -hmm. he's actually like fully a cyborg. Oh. He's, he's become the Terminator. Yeah, With he's wheels. a Terminator. <laughs> With wheels. <laughs> <laughs> the Accurate, sequel is though. Moto Crossed Out. <laughs> Moto Crossed Out. <laughs> 
add to the list like of it. our sequels that need to be made. All right, guys. So I no usually one else has save uh, my sequels for like after I've seen the movie, but I'm calling this one early. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Fair point. <laughs> Is it time to watch this film, guys? I think so. I think Dakota might kill us all if we don't <laughs> watch this movie very soon. No, not everyone. <laughs> Just Aaron. Don't come for Lord Aaron. <laughs> Just Aaron for cutting me off three times. It wouldn't be a podcast if it didn't happen. <laughs> it would not. It would not. All right, guys. We're going to go. We're going to watch the movie. I'm going to be very excited the entire time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we will come back and discuss motocross. Yay! Woo! Hey guys, it's Andy popping in as usual to say thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of D Plus Students as we go over motocross. Now, I don't want to oversell it, but we had a really fun time watching and talking about this movie. I really hope you guys enjoyed listening to us freak out for about an hour. It's worth it. Oh, it was so good. Um, before I get too distracted, I want to say... Thank you so much to our friend Mike Rogers for the creation and use of our theme song, as well as Rue for our artwork. Rue can be found on Instagram at the handle at rootbeer, that's R-U-E-T-B-E-E-R. I also do want to do a shout out to Aaron and Dakota. I think mostly Aaron, but I don't want to leave Dakota out, just in cases. Uh, They did the editing for this episode, and I think most of last week's as well. My schedule has gotten super duper crazy, and I just want to like put it on record that I hella appreciate them taking on this project when that wasn't necessarily theirs to do. They've done a great job. And um, (laughs) because I didn't do the editing, I was at a loss of how to describe the episode when we put it up. So (laughs) as like a little preview of what is coming for your ear holes, Aaron's (laughs) version of the description. And again, this will this will probably get edited into the written area at some point. But (laughs) Aaron's unedited version is leather pants. The movie that made a whole generation gay, Moto Centaurs, and the questionable ethics of getting naked with the homies. <laughs> also, Dakota added in that this movie probably sold a hell of a lot of green nail polish. And you know what? I don't think she's wrong. Uh, <laughs> again, this is just a little snippet. I'm sure it'll get edited into the written description in some form. But um, this was magical. I hope you enjoy it. The song you're about to hear is a song from a specific scene that I talk about in detail uh, in the second half where they go at a lake and I scream a lot. I screamed a lot in real time. And it's by the Juliana Theory. The song is We're on Top of the World. I hope you guys enjoy it. Bye. Welcome back from the break. We're all here together and we're getting ready to discuss Motocrossed. We watched it. Some of us might love it. I love it. 
Um, I have so much to say about it. Uh, but before we really get into any of our feels, we're going to do a synopsis. Woo! So, oh, I was just going to say, I think Dakota's going to do it because I ran this down to the wire like nobody's business. And I literally just finished the movie like 20 minutes ago. I'm processing and or exploding. (laughs) (laughs) Andy uh, made a TikTok about it. So if you follow And TikTok already (laughs) muted me 20 minutes later. I'm going to, this is censorship and I'm going to go to war. (laughs) I'm writing an email as we speak. Good. Uh, We watched the movie. When did we watch it, Aaron? Last night? Mm, Yeah. Okay. Oh gosh, I'm not the best at these uh, these synopsis, and certainly this one I have lots of feels and emotions about, as with all of them. But we're going to do our best, uh, as we do here at D Plus Students. Um, it's not necessarily about getting it perfect; it's about trying your hardest, right? That's what school's all about. <laughs> That's right. And I'm here to be. I'm going to be very supportive of you as we do it. Okay. Good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so we open up on a cheerleading competition, which I did not remember was the start of the movie. Um, and uh, Andrea, really long blonde hair, um, wearing a different cheerleading uniform than some of the other cheerleaders, which I thought was an interesting choice. But anyway, um, it's not like she was the star cheerleader, but whatever. So she's at a cheerleading competition. Mom's there with her, super supportive. They're like mid-competition, like it just kind of opens up and the credits are rolling over them actually like on the mat doing their routine, okay? Then cut into that is a guy who we later learn is Andrew uh, on a motocross track. Um, Looks like they're, they're in the back of the family home and a guy who looks to be the dad is like timing him and talking him through like don't let up off the throttle until you get to this line and and coaching him and that's kind of how we enter the movie kind of back and forth with that so you see that these are presumably two siblings mom's at one competition dad's doing something else on the other side and uh so the family's kind of splitting their time and you're you see that these kids are both kind of excelling or certainly like have very different interests, but are enjoying what they're doing. Um, And then we cut and we see a third brother. So uh, Andrea and mom come home. Andrea jumps out of the car. She's so excited. She can't wait to show her dad and her brother and her whole family that they uh, won the cheerleading competition. And for some reason, Andrea is the one that gets to bring home the trophy. But anyway, Mm -hmm. um, or maybe they all get a trophy. I was going to say, they might all get a trophy. Maybe. I mean, that's not really how that kind of stuff happens. Well, not like everybody in the competition, but some competitions, (laughs) when it's a group competition, everybody in the group receives the same trophy maybe i mean we won one at competition and we got one trophy but you know well i think we all got medals but anyway uh <laughs> i digress so she comes up running with a trophy and uh dad is like annoyed because she's interrupting practice time and can't this wait brother's super super supportive uh loves his sister you can already tell that um he thinks it's so rad that she's doing her own thing and excelling and he's like having fun on the bike um and mom makes the comment don't i have a third kid around here and he's like oh yeah he's in the garage so we're just letting the 10 year old just do whatever while dad is with andrew doing metacross so the little brother is doing mechanic stuff in the garage timing himself and just being like doing his own thing the brother's one of my favorite characters in the movie Mm -hmm. and we kind of see that this is a family that's very busy on the run 
doing their own different things, but a very supportive family. Uh, Certainly a very supportive mom to both kids um, and a dad that appears to love his whole family um, and is really pushing Andrew specifically. If I'm not mistaken, we then go to dinner um, that night and kind of see a little bit more of the same diving into the family dynamic where the dad's kind of hard on Andrew and pushing him and back in my day when I was your age I was out on the dirt track all night basically and okay we're we're not you um <laughs> and through these conversations you kind of learn that like Andrea also knows a lot about the bikes like she has valid input about like how they work and the mechanics of it and the physics of it um and it's not just that they're separate activities through like family conversations you understand like Racing is something that everybody knows about, even if Andrea and Mom don't specifically do it. Right. Well, and it's also kind of uh, alluded to that, I mean, she certainly knows her way around. Like, she's probably, when she was younger, like, her and Andrew would ride together, right? Even even at dinner. I got that vibe. So, that night after dinner, I think, the kids are upstairs, um, and Andrea goes into Andrew's room, starts talking to him about the next couple of days and, like, what this means for him and, and these opportunities. And he's he's into it, but he's not, like, as into it as his dad wants him to be. And you, you pick up on that vibe. And uh, then one of the parents comes in. I think his mom comes in and says, hey, uh, we're going out for the entire day. Uh, watch your brother. We'll be back, you know, tomorrow night. And they both get really excited. You get a sly look in their eye, and you realize that they are going to, um, they're going to race the next morning. So the next day happens, and um, little brother comes out, and I guess didn't know that this was going to happen, and is like, "Oh, you guys are going to be in trouble," but in a way that's supportive because he's the little brother and is long for the ride. Um, and Andrea uh, challenges Andrew. They're both getting on. Uh, one's on the practice bike, one's on the race bike. Andrea's wearing Andrew's uh, spare boots, some of his spare gear. They're twins. I think this is the point in time where we, we should say that. They, they're they very similar um, height and build, and they're twins. So uh, they look very similar, have similar facial features. They both take off, uh, and they're going to do the 12 laps. And while they're racing, Andrew... I'm struggling to remember what happened, Andy, if you remember, jump in. But I know that... Andy's like having issues with the boots and specifically like shifting I think um yeah so it kind of comes out that even though they're racing and they do it's alluded that they do this a lot whenever their parents aren't home they're racing for like who does whose chores which I think is really cute but because Andrea is wearing Andrew's spare boots she says she's having issues shifting and changing gears and um it's like again like Dakota said you can tell it's a very supportive sibling rivalry where like even though they're racing halfway through the race they both stop and he's like what's wrong you should be smoking me and she's like it's the boots so just kind of you know setting up some foreshadowing yeah and then before they're able to finish their 12 laps something happens um not necessarily boots related but something happens where andrew gets into an accident yeah he goes through a fence um, yep a small fence um and and rolls a little bit and it looks like he might have broken his leg and so the scene cuts to the hospital Mm-hmm. And the parents rush in, um, and Andy, Andrea is there in the brother's, like, gear still. And it's very apparent that they didn't change clothes, no showers, didn't collect $200 on their way to the hospital, <laughs> and just uh, dropped him off and, and called the parents. Um, and the parents are not happy. Dad looks especially angry because this is, like, ruining everything and throwing a kink in plans because 
the son is the face of Carson Racing. So uh, throughout some of these dinners and these conversations, we find out that dad has decided to make a go of it, of having like a race team called Carson Racing. And, and Andrew is the number one racer, obviously the only racer um, at the time. So, uh, yeah, and they were training for a big uh, tournament that will end with the winner getting a sponsorship, which, as we've discussed in, like, I think previous episodes, probably also Johnny Tsunami and other things, like, that's a really big deal for smaller sports, especially, like, this is a family-grown or will-be-grown company uh, that they're really just trying to start up. So that was why Andrew was training so hard, so that he could compete to win sponsorship money to get their race team going. And now it's gone because their one and only racer is injured. I I think it's supposed to be like three weeks before the tournament starts. Yep. So at the time, um, they think that the tournament it's more so that this is this is a series that's coming up and a tournament that's coming up. Um, and the father decides that he needs to go ahead and go to Europe and see if there's anyone in the European circuit that could take Andrew's place because the tournament is you know coming up and it's, it's kind of like just their race season in general um is coming up and they need to have someone to race because they've invested all this money and andrea asks like can i help out like what can i do and dad's pretty much like there's nothing that you can do you guys shouldn't have been racing and i really just i was really disappointed and sad in the dad this entire movie yeah so dad um dad leaves and again like dakota said it's to find a racer that hasn't been signed because the race is coming up so he says all the u.s racers are already signed we need somebody new i'm going to europe to look so about the time that he leaves for europe andrew opens the mail and sees that there's actually a race the race that they were planning for is even sooner than they thought it was going to be and if you don't compete in this one you don't compete at all for the rest of the season so they're like dang what are we going to do? And this is a problem where if there were cell phones in this world that acted as cell phones do today, this would be less of an issue. But um, <laughs> they can't get a hold of the dad. Obviously, cell phones aren't working in, in Europe. Try to call the hotel. He's already left for the day. Different time frames and t- different time zones. They miss communicating with dad about this. So at this point in time, Andy Andrea takes it upon herself to talk with Andrew about how she should just compete Um, and he says no way there's absolutely no way that you would be able to do that those guys aren't going to take you seriously Uh, if you think that it's bad the way that other people treat you like imagine when it's like actually professional racers out there doing that it's never going to work so she decides that she's going to go and try it and I guess that she goes to kind of a a trial run or a practice Um, it was apparent that it wasn't anything fancy but um she goes by herself to this i guess a group or a hangout or a training session um and she has her long blonde hair and she's not necessarily doing anything different about her appearance and she's wearing her brother's gear and stops to take a sip of water and the guys that are there are just kind of making fun of her like oh she doesn't actually plan to compete with us does she because she's suited up ready to compete and she drives past them and goes to line up and they're like oh yes yes she is and they throw she throws a little dirt their way which I thought was kind of fun it's kind of like a playful playful thing to take her seriously and she does not do well at all um i'm thinking that it's the the boots are the issue if i'm not mistaken that she's still having problems yeah she still can't shift properly so she's not 
you know, gearing up the way she needs to, and she's losing uh, speed. And the guys do, as Andrew predict, go out of their way to make it difficult for her. You know, they block her off, they check her, and they do run her off the road. Right, and when she falls over, they're like, ugh, girls, or something like that, chicks, or something. Some very derogatory kind of. Yeah, some generic sexism. Disney derogatory, you know, not necessarily, like, bad word, but something that was just kind of unsavory. So she gets skin up pretty bad. Um, she gets home and she tells her mom that she was at the mall with Kelly. And mom sees the the bruise on her arm, the skin mark, and it's like, oh, what happened? And she's like, oh, I fell. And I was like, no one's buying that, but okay. Because um, it was like, it was some serious road rash. And so uh, that is kind of a failed experiment. And the brother tells her, like, of course... Basically, of course, this happened. And, yeah, but she is still determined to uh, to kind of save the family and figure out how she's going to, to compete because she's determined and she knows that she can beat them, right? If she had had the right shoes and if she had had the right equipment and if people weren't necessarily, like, rooting for her to fail because she's a girl, then she really probably had a chance because she's better, technically, and she's she's better than those guys. And so I, th- I believe the next scene is uh, when they're at the store. Is that correct, Andy? Yep. So Mom and Andrew say they're going out for the day they're running errands, and when they ask where Andrea is, their uh, little brother, I think his name is Jason, was just like, oh, she's already gone for the day, um, but she'll be back later. And then we cut to the store, and we see a short-haired, uh, broed-up Andrea, Yep, so she has cut all of her hair off and uh, is wearing backwards cap and sunglasses and is a pretty convincing dude. Um, She's wearing a huge oversized uh, Carson Racing sweatshirt and she goes to the front to the desk to tell Jimmy, who is the shopkeeper, um, who I thought was the same guy from Johnny Tsunami, but we looked it up and he's not, Uh, (laughs) uh, tells Jimmy that she needs some new boots and uh, she's got a very um, surfer guy, almost kind of offensive, kind of like a a valley girl for guys uh, accent (laughs) going on. Doesn't really sound like her brother, but she needs new boots and she needs to pick up the parts um, and she's going to she's going to take a look around. Um, And during that time, it's a very um, farce kind of situation where Jimmy turns around and then in walks in Andrew, the little brother as well, and the mom. Um, and they're there to pick up the parts, and he's like, oh, yep, weird, I didn't see that you were on crutches a second ago, but yeah, I'll go get everything for you. They take a step back and start to look around. Andrea comes back and is like, yeah, here are the boots that I need. Then John, uh, Johnny's like, oh, or Jimmy. Jimmy's like, didn't you, weren't you just on crutches? And she kind of realizes and takes a look around the store that, that the whole family's there, and she sneaks around back um, and sneaks into a dressing room and decides that she's going to hide. And at that point in time, the mom and Andrew are there checking out, and he says it's 500 and something dollars because of the $300 worth of boots. And Andrew's like, these aren't even my size. I don't need these. What are you talking about? And poor uh, Jimmy is just messed up at this point because this is the third or fourth round that he's have to deal with these these people and he's on tr- crutches and he's not on crutches and anyway so uh andrew realizes what has happened then at that point as well and goes to find andrea finds her in the dressing room um and then at that point he sees that she's cut all of her hair off and that she's masquerading as him and he helps cover for her the little brother does as well with mom and they don't get the boots 
and the mom takes care of the um, parts, and they go home. And it's presumed that Andrea goes home um, a little bit later, and she comes back in, and she's carrying, like, I, th- I think at this point she's carrying some motocross gear, um, but the next time we see her, she has her hair wrapped up in a towel because she's, like, gotten out of the shower and goes to talk to her mom. And I'm thinking that I'm piecing this together in the right order here. There's a very bit, it's a long setup before we actually ever do any racing. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, Andrea's still keeping it a secret, obviously, and she goes, when she's her hair's in a towel, she tells her mom that, like, I'm leaving super early in the morning, I just didn't want you to, like, worry about me, I'm letting you know now, and then we cut to, like, middle of the night slash, like, super early morning, like, 4 a.m. scene, and she's got the bike loaded, uh, Jimmy has come by with the boots that she had called and said, hey, actually, I do need you to bring me those, Can I'll pay for you if you deliver them. Um, and she's going to have him drive her to the race under the it's guise so of unsafe. Andrew. Um, yeah, and it, we didn't say it, but Jimmy also has, like, very severe eye <laughs> eye issues. He's wearing, like, huge, thick glasses. And she's just, and also, again, with the, with the confusion of who Andrew slash Andrea is, she was just like, uh, you have your driving glasses, right? And he's like, yeah. And he puts on, like, another super thick pair of glasses. Um, and at that point, Mom comes out having realized something was going on. And she's like, are you kidding me? Uh, we're going to unload all this. Andrew is staying home today. And they're like, uh, okay. And mom kinds of chews out Andrea for being like, how could you think that you could do this? Um, uh, this is extremely dangerous, getting in the car with Jimmy. And at that point, she's like, he had his driving glasses. Oh, my gosh. No, I think, the, I think getting in the in the car with Jimmy is, like, the most dangerous thing ever. <laughs> It's, like, one of the worst things in the movie to me. And she has this ins- a discussion with Mom in front of Jason, and she leaves the room very upset. And then Jason just, he brings in some good... Um, you know, again, watered down feminism from school. And he's just like, Mom, why can't Andrea race? You know she's good. And she's like, yes, but we don't want her to. She's like, but why not? And he's like, because it's not safe for her. She's a girl. And he's just like, well, in class, we learned that girls can do anything. And uh, <laughs> uh, if girls can have any job I don't, and Andrew can race, I don't see why Andrea can't race. And at that point, Mom's kind of like, ah, shit. <laughs> you right. Right. Um, and she thinks it over, and she asks Andrea if it's something she's doing out of guilt because Andrew is hurt or if it's something that her heart is actually set on. And Andrea is just like, I just want to do it and prove that I can do it. And that gets Mom on board. And Mom is super on board, and she says, if we, if we load up the truck now, can we make it? And they do, and they go on their way. And it was a really incredible moment of uh, Mom and Daughter um, on the way to this race. And they get there, and they have a plan, and Andrea throws on the baseball cap, throws on the glasses, and registers for the race as Andy, uh, a 125 rider, Andy Carson, um, and then, obviously, everyone assumes that's Andrew Carson. Yeah, so she gets uh, all set up, gets to the... I think that they're unloading the bike, and they're kind of navigating. Um, there is a, a section where one of the guys who's helped running the race keeps wanting to talk to Andrew, uh, the man behind the helmet, as they say, because he's trying to get profiles on all of the racers there so that they have basically social media basically before social media was too much of a thing on each of the um on each of the racers for whoever ends up winning the money and the sponsorship 
And anytime he actually goes to talk to to Andrew, the he gets a phone call from his boss, and uh, you know he'll catch Andrew later. Yeah, so he, he keeps trying to get interview. Andy is just trying to stay in everybody's way at this point to kind of keep her her cover intact. Uh, one racer does see that she's wearing nail polish and kind of calls her out for it, and she makes up an excuse about it, how it, like, slows down the vibration in her, like, arm pumps is what she calls it. I don't know what any of these things mean, so apologies <laughs> if I'm using them wrong. But, uh, like, her handlebars, it, like, helps with the vibration or something. And he's like, sure. Um, she goes to start the race, and she actually gets stuck at the at the drop point, like when the bars go down so the racers can go. Um, hers gets stuck up on her wheel because she had hit forward just a little too fast. So she is coming from behind the entire time. She actually gets lapped and finishes last in the race, and she is super discouraged. Um, but Mom's just like, hey, you still rode in a race as a girl. Like, this is still a good big thing. And you'll just keep getting better and it'll be fine. Um, we get introduced to the number one rider who's, I forget his first name, Dean? I don't know. His last Dean. name. His Dean. last name's Talon. I just remember that. It's such a cool name. Right? Jeez. Dean Talon, who is like the cool boy. Um, you see him get introduced. And then I think they do their second race, and she also either comes in last or comes very close to last. And by the end of the ra- end of the day, they did three races. Dean has won all three, and Andrea or Andy has lost at least two of them and come towards the end of the pack um, most of the time. So she's feeling like super discouraged. They're packing up, and they notice that actually all of the girls from the entire camp have flocked to Andy's trailer, and that's because Mom is giving out manicures. But, like, all of the guys are like, dang, look, he finishes last, and he's still pulling all the ladies. So you kind of, like, get that in where you see that people want to be friends with Andy, even though he's not necessarily... He hasn't proven himself as a good racer at this point. Right. And Dean actually kind of takes pity on him and, like, walks up to him and just like, hey, just so you know, you still did pretty great. Like, this is your first time out of the gate. I bet you're the best racer in your hometown, but so are all these other guys. So you just got to learn, you know, you just got to learn the curve and you'll be okay. Um, And kind of gives him a pep talk. And then kind of follows up with, uh, but also you're really fly with the ladies. And if you need help, I'll like trade you for advice because <laughs> he is all right. about his his sponsor or his team's leader's daughter um, named Farron. And so they they work out a trade. Yeah. So pretty much immediately they go uh, on a on a ride together. Yeah, they they go off roading together. Yeah. And, and she she stops them at one point and is like, wait. Uh, I thought that the track was a couple miles back, which I don't know why they kept riding for a couple more miles. But anyway, he's like, oh, no, you need to learn different terrain, which I thought was a very interesting statement that like that way you'll know everything that's coming for you. And then they (laughs) drive to a lake. It's not that much further, but they drive to a lake that I guess that Dean just knows where it is. And then they decide Dean jumps in the water and is like, come on. And she like tackles him in the water. She's wearing... Her entire outfit, he he does take his shirt off, and he's like, come on, take your shirt off. And But she jumps in in absolutely all of the gear, like even the the pads or the everything else, which I thought was really funny, and tackles him, and then they decide that they're BFFs now, and they make it back to back to uh the the race and they decide that andy and mom decide to obviously 
that they're going to stay the night and they're going to continue on and they're going to hide it from dad who has in fact called at this point yeah yeah um Um, in fact mom is like i think it uh like it slipped my mind that you're like it just didn't come up or something like that yeah that we need to remember to tell him this um so uh so they they do a couple of days in the hotel and uh andy helps dean who's crushing on what's her name again farron farron i keep wanting to call her fallon it's farron (laughs) um and basically, at one point in time, Andrea had gotten in sync tickets, and she calls uh, the brother Andrew and has him overnight in sync tickets, and then sets up this whole. It was a, it was such a clever. It was thing. so smooth. Yes, she she like bumps into the well the day before. I'm getting ahead of myself. She bumps into Farron and is like wanting to understand what like she's wanting in a guy and she wants someone that like drives a foreign car and is all about her and has a ton of money basically she could not care any less about the racing thing uh, outside of the fact that it affords her to have like a luxurious lifestyle um and so then the next day andy's like come on man she's not for you like she's hiding even from him at one point because she doesn't want to tell him that his dream girl is like not what he thinks uh she is and he's like, yeah, you know, I get it, but, like, I'm bummed about it, and I still, like, thanks for everything. And then she walks by. He's eating dinner by himself, and he's, like, looking the most miserable eating these french fries. And she's like, whatever, I'll help you some more, basically, because, of course, now she's falling in love with Dean. And and she wants to help him and make him happy. So, um, and Dean thinks that they're becoming just the bestest of friends. And uh, so she ends up talking to her brother at night, gets him to overnight the NSYNC tickets, um, mom gets a Superfly mail order jacket, says Carson Racing. So I just like that the, her and her mom are bonding even more over this. Um, and we learned some stories about mom and about how she wanted to be in a rock and roll band. And she was. And then grandma was upset about that. And then, you know, she's always thought to herself, like, what if she had done something different? And, what you know, she wished that she could have proven people differently. Um, and so that was pretty cool. And then... Overnights the NSYNC tickets, and she devises this plan to get Farron into the lobby, and then she has Dean put on his leather pants and um, <laughs> act like they're going, they're just going to go hang out, or or that that he's trying to to get Andrew to go to the NSYNC concert as well. And then, of course, Farron overhears this and is like, "Oh, I want to go to an NSYNC concert," and she gives Dean the tickets and. Dean's like, oh, do you want to go with me? And then they go and they go on a date. And she's so sad because she wants to date Dean and also very excited that her friend is getting what he wants and she's helping. That happens for a couple of days in and around the racing where uh, Andy is improving and is is doing better each time. Yeah, and I think by the end of, like, the second circuit, because the first one was where she lost big, uh, the second circuit, like, I think she placed third. And so it's also worth noting she's in all of the races and Dean is not because Dean is on a real team with other racers. So he hasn't raced with her in the second circuit. Um, Well, and she and she's a 125 and he's a 250. Well, they raced together the first time, didn't they? No. Oh, it was someone else on his team. Got it. It, Okay, it was his other teammate the entire time. I messed that up. So, yeah, so you see in the second circuit that he's – I thought he was racing the first time – that he's, Mm -hmm. like, full-on just rooting for her now, which is kind of cute, seeing as his other teammate is there. Um, But he's he's really impressed by the fact that she's moving up a lot. And – He's like, you've got so much potential. you got to keep going. You're doing great. And it's at this point that 
dad shows up and he is there to take them both home and he can't believe that mom and Andy have lied to him this whole time and he doesn't want Andy racing. They've talked about this and Dean kind of finds Andy almost crying and he's straight up like, dude, you can't cry on the track. Like the other guys are going to eat you up. Like you, you're great. Can't wait to see you next time. It's going to be good. He does see the dad there at the end and he sees how scary he is. So I think Mm -hmm. he gets it and he kind of scuttles away. I think it's worth noting at one point that Dean does invite Andrew, uh, Andy, into the the Henderson trailer just so that he can look around and see what, like, a real racing team's trailer looks like. Um, And Henderson is, like, not about it, does not want other people in his trailer um, and gets him to leave. Um, And I think... Like, that's important to know that that happens. And it's a it's a way to, to show that Dean and Andy really are becoming, like, really good friends um, about racing and about girls. Right, because he trusts them enough in, like, a competitor's rig and stuff like that. So they go home, and you see Andy kind of girled up again. Obviously, she still has the short hair, but um, she's, you know, in, like, fluffy sweaters, and she's wearing skirts again. And Dad is still just fuming about the fact that they tried to pull this one over him. And... He has come home with a racer, and he basically tells, uh, you know, Andy never to think about racing again, and just kind of shuts the door, and Mom finally, you know, kind of steps up, and she's not as hard on him as I think that, you know, the the mom from Johnny Tsunami was, but she's just like, you know, I love you, but it's kind of hypocritical for you to say it's okay for Andrew to take this risk, but it's not okay for Andrea to take this risk. And Dad starts kind of mulling it over, but sticks with his guns, and he has this new racer whose name is Rene Cartier, um, and he shows up, and he's all stereotypical French and poofy, and... Uh, not <laughs> yeah, not nice to anybody and very stuck up and, you know, tells he knows about what happened that Andy raced as Andrew and he's he sees her like washing dishes and he's like, ah, I see you found your place in the family. And he's just generally a dick to everybody. But dad's just like, he's still a good racer. And they find out that he has a history of dirty racing. But dad's still like, but we need aggression to win. It'll be fine. And literally all of the kids and the mom are like, he's not good. But dad's still like powering through, even though like the kid is also ruining their bikes by being over aggressive with the motor. So like, I mean, I think like business standpoint alone, like that would be bad if you're a small business and you keep consistently having to replace parts. But whatever. Dad's sticking with his guns and they go to the race finally as as like a whole family team, including Andy and Andrew, where they run into Dean, who's holding hands with Farron. So the date, obviously, they're still dating. They're still together. I would presume that this is probably the next weekend um, if I had to date it. And so they've made it through a week, I guess, of dating. And yeah, so Dean's super excited to see Andy. Goes directly to Andrew. And it's, it's, a, it's a funny moment where Andy's, and Andrea, jeez, I can't get this straight. Andrea is like throwing the hat and the goggles onto, or the helmet and the goggles onto Andrew, and is like, "You have to pretend to be me, being you, like, <laughs> and then introduce yourself. me because I don't exist." Right. Very <laughs> cute. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and they do, and and he thinks that it's fun, and you know, more and more junk happens with with Renee, and he's just even more of an asshole to everyone and he like runs this uh, he has the, his heat and he ends up running the Henderson guy like off the the track completely um and injuring him actually injuring the competitor 
And um, at this point, that's when mom finally stands up and Andrea tries to stand up to dad at the race. So they've been doing it at home, but specifically at the at the race. Like, hey, this is not the guy that we need. Um, and Andrea actually goes and confronts Renee specifically mm-hmm. herself um, and is like, you don't you don't need to, to do that and like you're nasty and and making some really I feel I feel like valid point and he's just like terrible to her and then he shoves her yeah and um to your previous point they do see she, Andrea sees ah, him you. come out of the Henderson trailer while she's talking to Dean about bikes um just kind of again just reacquainting herself with him and he's very impressed that there's a girl that knows about bikes and you can see that he's like kind of like Ooh, I didn't know this was an option. And then yes, so she's like, "Have you ever thought about doing the flippity flop to the doodle thing?" And like, you know, and, and he's like, "Oh, that's a great idea. We should totally do that." I actually think that it was like a, a stock tailpipe or something like that, right? Instead of, I like I like your flop. technical terms. <laughs> you know much about racing. <laughs> I would I would just like to um to add in here that. I do work in the outdoor sports and bicycle industry, and that's, that's the technical expertise that I have. Um, well, anyway. There's not an exhaust pipe on most bicycles, so I'll let you pass on this one. <laughs> so, so he's, like, captivated, like, oh, my gosh, she's pretty, and she do bike. Best thing ever. So, And at one point, uh, he he's even like, I feel like I know her. Isn't that weird? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and so sees Renee coming out of the Henderson trailer. She knows for a fact that Henderson doesn't let the competition in the trailer, so something fishy's going on. Goes to confront Renee. Still does all. She says all the things she says. He's still being super sketch. And then he shoves her. And then at that is point, it Dad in? sees Dad sees the shove. Yeah, and comes after him. Which, if it was my dad, he just would have hit him. But he doesn't <laughs> hit him, and he just um, he just uh, like breaks them apart and says, you know, this is a mistake. And and Renee is even like, you know, she's the worst, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, mm, it's my daughter. You're fired. Dad takes a walk with Andrea. I don't know where there's time to do all of this in between the heats, but anyway. Um, Dad takes a walk with Andrea and is like, you know, believe it or not, I actually wanted a girl. Like, girls aren't the worst thing ever. And, you know, I loved you so much and I just wanted to protect you and that's my job is to keep you safe and I love you and you know, I I saw how difficult racing was for me, and I didn't want that for my kids. But then, you, you know, you have kids, and your kids want to do things, and, you know, I have a boy, and, and he likes racing, and that's great. But, you know, I just didn't want that. I didn't want that pain for you. And she's like, yeah, but I love it. Like, it's just something that I'm genuinely good at, and I genuinely love doing, and, like, I want you to support me. And he's like, all right, bet, I'll support you. <laughs> and he says that she should go get changed or, or whatever he says and and um th- the whole family kind of rallies behind andy and while she's getting dressed little bro jason is is changing out the the motor in the bike because he had renee had screwed something up and they had to switch the motor anyway um and he's switching it back in record time and he's getting validation for that and Andy says, or Andrew says, he's just going to be a face in the crowd. And he puts on a backwards baseball cap and a pair of sunglasses and he disappears. 
And um, and Andy looks at Dad and says, you know, are you coming with me or whatever? You know, let's get ready. And he's like, no, I'm not going to mess with the dream team. And so Mom's going to be down there doing the motivating and, and kind of helping helping look out. And uh, away they go. They, they race, right? They race. And, mm. again, originally Renee was racing for Carson. So I think they call it racing musical chairs because then Andy's back in for Carson racing. And then Renee, not surprising to anybody, moved to the Henderson team. So they will be racing against each other. And it's, you know, tensions are high and all that jazz. But they're like, you know... Andy's, you know, the the come behind kid basically started last and started from the bottom. Now he here type thing, and uh, <laughs> and Renee is there, and they're like, this is gonna be a big showdown, and it is. You know, they race. It looks really cool. There's a lot of stunts and flips, and you see that uh, Renee is running people off the road, including mm-hmm. Andy. But she gets back up and she races, and it's like a photo finish where she guns it at the last second and she wins. And, um, well, it actually says, Mom says, watch the third turn. So she's coaching her yeah. um, appropriately. Andrea slams on brakes, and that makes Renee like he. Because Renee was going to try to run her off the road again, uh-huh. but because she stopped short, he has nowhere to go and runs himself off the road. Um, so she wins, and the the thrill of it is short-lived because he comes storming up and is like, that's just something a girl would do. So I, I, one of my favorite parts of this movie is that ESPN is there. Yeah. And he's like, he's like Andy Carson, I'm with ESPN. And, uh, and Renee, what do you mean by that comment? Exactly. So so interviewing Andy for a second, Renee comes up. Renee, what do you mean by that comment? And he's like, oh, it's a girl. And so he's Renee, like, ask like, Andrew. And he's like, OK, Andrew, and puts right. the mic in Andy's. So he's like, no, ask Andrew and points Andrew. to Andrew, Andrew, who's with to the Andrew. family. Right. And then Andrew's like, yep, I am uh, Andrew Carson. And then... And they're like, who's Andy? (laughs) Right. Andy, Andrea Carson. Um, And my favorite thing is that this whole thing happens and ESPN's like, okay, cool, bet, seems legit. And it's like, okay, so Andy, Andrea, how do you feel being a woman that has won this race? Well, and then Henderson shows up, and he's like, this has got to be in the against the rules. It doesn't say women can race. And you, you've seen Mom, like, while she's been running the pit, has been reading the rule book, like, religiously. And she immediately runs up. She's like, there is nothing in the rules that says that girls can't compete. And he's like, but she's unregistered. You had an unregistered driver. And he's like, she's like, not true. Her name is Andrea. She registered as Andy. She's been Andy this whole time. And then ESPN, just like you said, just runs with it. He's like, so you won. How does it feel? <laughs> um, and she's like, it feels pretty chill. My family's kind of great and like sheds the shine a bit. And then the sponsorship guy shows up and they're like, how do you feel? Are you going to honor this, this win sponsorship guys? And he's like bumbling through a binder and like, I don't know. I don't know. And then that's when you kind of mic drop the, the woman from behind the scenes walks out and she's like, I'm his boss, and I'll tell you what we're going to do. She's like, you think we're going to honor this after everything that girl's done, everything she's been through? Of course we are. Ba-bam. Yes. She rocks. We're going to sign her and the family. <laughs> Renee can suck it. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> But at the same time, you do see that Dean runs up, and he's very upset. He's like, and he gets he gets all puppy-like, and he's like. He looks so dejected. He's like, you've been Andy this whole time, but I told you stuff, man. And she's like, I'm sorry. And he runs yeah, off like all a, sad. He's like, 
He's like, I told you stuff, bro. And I'm like, you didn't confess that, like, you killed someone. <laughs> right. Dying of cancer. You just talked about this girl that you liked. But anyway, I don't That she still helped you get. He's been dealing <laughs> with some away. very complicated emotions for the past couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> that we will get into. Um, but, yeah, so then you travel back to, to them at home. They're working in their garage. You see it's a little bit cleaner. There's a little bit more, you know, parts available. Mom says they got their first check from the sponsorship. And then they're also like, mm, by the way, Andrea, there's a, oh, a 250 runner, whatever whatever the next level up is, that guy wants to join our team for, you know, this this sector of the race. And I think you should go check him out. And uh, who who is out there but Dean? Um, and Dean's like, I want to join your team. Uh, you seem pretty cool. And Andrea uh, is like, uh, well, we have to try you out first. And he's like, you can't just tell from like knowing me and my resume. And she's like, nah, 12 laps. You beat me, you're in. And then it like freeze frames on them uh, doing oh. some sick tricks on the on their on their ramp. And yeah. So if you couldn't tell by my excitement, I did scream the entire two hours. Yeah. <laughs> Which is oh also gosh. part of the reason I asked Dakota to do this because I screamed for the last two hours of my shift today. I got off right before, for good reasons. I was supposed to be screaming. I was shouting directions, but I screamed for two hours at the end of my shift. I came home and I shouted two hours into the TV, and now we hear. <laughs> <laughs> and again, I am not exaggerating we should start filming our reactions to this which is what i attempted to do with tiktok and tiktok <laughs> said no and i'm upset i've been censored i just i want to tell you guys that like i just want to say this whole movie is just 12th night right like, yeah yeah absolutely yeah which again dakota this only is for dakota but She's the man is based off Twelfth Night, and you have not seen She's the Man, Dakota. What? No, I haven't. You haven't? <laughs> no. Okay, How? I've actually seen that one though. <laughs> the Amanda I've Bynes one. I've seen enough of it off of t- yes. Yeah. yeah, Amanda Bynes. Yeah. I've seen enough of it on TikTok to know what happens. <laughs> and, and it's motocrossed. <laughs> it's that, but with soccer instead of dirt bikes. <laughs> and, and I'm familiar with Shakespeare. So so anyway, which is with dirt bikes instead of marriage. <laughs> right. As a Shakespeare lover, just right off the bat, uh, love it so much. But oh my god, I just love I love every I love everything about this movie. I mean, there's very few things that I don't like. Um and as I was watching, I was like I, I'm having a little bit of an existential crisis, right? Because, like, I'm like, is this better than Brink? Shit. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm around the fact that Brink is the number one movie. Like, I don't know, guys. So, anyway, I, you know, if, if we're ready, we can, we can get into some fashion and then we can get into some feelings. I'm all about them feelings. Okay, I don't have much to say. But oh, first of all, talking about, like, reactions and how we should record it. I apparently screamed so much during this that when the CEO, like, came through and it was like a woman, I stood up and screamed and my roommate literally came into the room to make sure I was okay. Because he's like, you've been screaming at the TV for the past hour. And I was like, it's a woman! It's a woman! (laughs) And so now my roommate thinks I'm a lunatic. (laughs) Also, the uh, end of The Little Rascals, where the uh, racer that they love turns out to be a woman. Yep. And also oh Reba McIntyre. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah, it's good. 
Which we knew it was going to be. Like, how many times have we been like, oh, we're getting ready for motocross. Oh, four more decons yeah. till motocross. And I will say, like, I haven't, I, I knew what this movie was about. I knew the general, mm-hmm. and I definitely had parts in this movie where, like, when I was watching it, I remembered things happening. Like, I saw her doing her nails um, pre-haircut, mm-hmm. and I immediately yeah. was like, I remember this, guys see it, and when she does well, guys start copying her, which we didn't cover, but guys do start wearing nail polish after she starts winning. And I remember the, I remember when the second Renee showed up, I was like, oh, I remember him. He flips sides and he, he's the one that outs her and it's rude. I remember Dean just being the best, the cutest of patooties. Mm. See, this is where like, this is where things change for me. Cause like, I do remember this movie very much, but for some reason in my mind, Dean was like the bad guy. Cause obviously looks- when most of these, he looks it and like in most of the movies like this. Yeah, he looks like, snarky and like that good looking jerk in the promos. That's what he looks like. Yeah. Great Which, eyebrows, honestly, by I the way. Yeah, I don't remember <laughs> what we said in the before, but I think we touched on that where we're like, is he the bad guy? I don't remember him. Is he the mm-hmm. angry best friend? Is he the is he the Val type character? Yeah. Um, and I don't think any of us fully remembered. Right, so I just thought he was going to be like the, the bad guy who like they become friends and then gets really angry at the end when... It was deceived. And honestly, right. he turned out to be, like, the sweetest little button in the world. Yes! And even, like, she, like, is... When he turns out bamboozled, like, he's not mad that she's a woman <laughs> or, like, anything like that because this movie is just, like, full-on misogyny. Like, that's the bad guy in this movie is just straight-up misogyny. Mm-hmm. So uh, I just assumed that that's what was going to happen, but he didn't even care. He just like, why would you lie to me? We were best friends. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I would tell you if I was a girl. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to talk a little bit about the fashion and then a little bit about the family, as I always do. Fashion, there's not a lot to talk about except, number one, Andy's wig. Like, I I really think, I really think that, I mean, I'm talking about the wig from the beginning, right? Yeah, that's that's a wig, right? It's yeah, it has be. to be. Like, because I it's take so I, bad. I usually take notes during this, and with this one, I stopped like twenty minutes in because I was so into the movie. <laughs> but literally, the only thing that I wrote is, I don't know if she's wearing a wig in the beginning or not, but it's not looking good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I haven't, I haven't done any research as to whether or not she actually cut her hair or if they used two different wigs or what they did. Mm-hmm. But like, the wig at the be- it's so bad. Yeah, it's so blonde and she looks so pale and it's so stringy Ugh, it was terrible terrible see i had the opposite effect where like obviously the poster she's got the short hair and i again knew what the movie was i knew she cut her hair incognito style but i totally forgot just like you about the cheerleading beginning and i forgot about the long hair and i was just like oh she's pretty i didn't have much of a thought process other than that i didn't go into the oh, wig I mean, she is pretty yeah well mm-hmm. yeah but that's just that was I was like oh that is nice I didn't I didn't even occur to me that stringy wig. <laughs> I think that after I don't know the first six minutes of the movie, everyone forgot that she was a cheerleader. It just doesn't yes. come up. Yeah, it's ever not necessary again. ever. Yeah, it didn't even like I thought maybe it would have like a fun practical application during like tricks or stuff, but because it's a race, not a not a trick course, you don't mm-hmm. ma- it doesn't matter about the tricks anyway. <laughs> 
The trick is to right. stay on the bike and then go faster than the <laughs> other fast guys. <laughs> um. So, yes. I don't necessarily have any more notes on the fashion because she it's pretty, like, non-existent and nothing to really talk about. She mm-hmm. wears um, Andrew's motocross outfit most of the time, of which it has Andy written across the butt. But anyway, <laughs> no one else has their name on their butt. I mean, Talon had his across his shoulders like a normal fucking jersey, but yeah. You're you're also riding you're riding a motorbike. Why do you have your name on your butt? <laughs> For when you do the cool flips and tricks, Chris. God. Jeez, sorry. Oh. <laughs> like I spent a lot of time staring at her butt because Andy is anyway. Oh my gosh. That's but- the point. <laughs> Shit was the point. Uh- Kapow. Uh- this movie made you gay now. <laughs> um, For everybody watching, oh, not not just Dakota. And especially <laughs> Dean. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> he like, well, what that ass do though? <laughs> oh my god, that lake scene god. was so homoerotic. <laughs> that maybe that's why TikTok uh, banned me. <laughs> oh my god. Uh I basically spent the whole movie going like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's just it's just too good. Um, she cuts her hair off. She's so cool. And even the hack job haircut is just, it just looks so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the only comment I really have about fashion outside of what she's wearing throughout the movie is at the end when she's wearing this, like, fluffy blue sweater. Yeah. And I was like, I'm obsessed with this fluffy blue sweater. <laughs> I love it so much. It's ombre. She's got, like, frosted lip gloss on. She's wearing some sparkle eyeshadow. She looks great. You knew what you were doing. Because you knew that you were going to the racetrack, right? And you put this on to go to the racetrack. You're wearing a mini skirt, a fluffy blue V-neck sweater, and some frosted lip gloss. Like, you were ready. You were 2001 ready, okay? I like that they made a big deal at the beginning of all these hot girls there being, like, trophy girls. And we never yes. see a trophy ceremony take place in which there are girls <laughs> present. True. This true. is true. true. I was they wondering were, where those girls disappeared to. They were too busy getting their nails done. And none of them were wearing, like, hot girl outfits, which, honestly, I really liked. Like, I'm glad that they weren't scantily clad women all over this light. I mean, mm-hmm. they were all wearing belly shirts or shirts they that were tied above the belly button. But, yes, they weren't, like, overt. Right. Uh, and this basically, I mean, they're all minors, right? All these guys. Yeah. So, yeah. junior kind of division, pro, whatever. Yeah, I didn't look up any of their ages. I felt like they all looked and read and the situation screamed like 17, 18, but they do say that she and Andrew are 15. So I'm not entirely mm-hmm. sure about everybody else. Yeah, 15, 16, 17. I, I, I would think that none of them, because once you're 18, you can probably go into like men's. Oh, yeah, I guess. Some of the people they were racing against were definitely not like 16, 17-year-olds. Like these men were in their they 30s. Were they full-bearded men. <laughs> they were. Okay, well then, then maybe they were already in the pro. I mean, maybe you only have to be 15 to be in the men's leagues. I don't know. I, I'm not fluent on the on the rule book of, of Metacross. Not like her mom. Um, nope. <laughs> Speaking of mom, mom is so cool. She mm-hmm. looks cool. She has cool hair. And she's... Uh, like her, she's just so supportive. She, the jacket with Carson Racing, I thought was so cool. Um, I really like the red and yellow color scheme that Carson Racing had. Same. 
as well as the orange and green color scheme, which seemed very motocross or like that kind of time period. Yeah, I just really liked it. I think it's funny that all the boys end up putting green nail polish, specifically green. I think they're wearing other colors too, but specifically the green nail polish at the end. All the guys are wearing nail polish because of the whatever the thing Arm does. Pump. The thing. <laughs> and then she's wearing like maroon nail polish. So I was like, oh, next week they'll be in maroon. Maybe not because <laughs> she got outed, but anyway. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily have anything else to say. I, I agree that, uh, well, I guess, yes. <laughs> I agree that <laughs> she was very 2001 ready. I like that phrase at the end. However, I personally hated the outfit. I am, I am not a, uh, I mean, we did, we've discussed this in the past. I am not a floofy person. Whenever you see a pink sweater on the screen, you always say that it's a, you're about it. I personally was not. I did think it drew, like, a very clear line about, like, when Dad was around, or I guess when she was not racing, she was very femmed up. Like, she was very down with both sides of, of her personality, and it wasn't necessarily, like, a hiding thing. But, like, uh, I just, I, I thought that that was the most glam she looked in the entire movie, and it was at the end when she's at a racetrack, and I found that, yeah, Dean was there, but I found that, like, an odd choice, where I no, thought, like... I think like, it's the point. I guess. Like, I mean, the, the point is for her to stand out in the scene, but, like, I don't feel like she would have... Like, I don't feel that character would have worn that to a racetrack, even just as a as a supporting sister. Like, it just... It felt very overtly femme, which which seemed odd to me. Again, it, it does work as a storytelling fashion. Like, it's... Like, again, it draws a very clear line there, but I just felt like, based off the way that she had presented herself as a character throughout the rest of the movie, I was shocked to see that in her closet and as mm-hmm. her let's go to the track outfit. Even when she, like, even when the dad, like, tells them they can't go, he, she can't race anymore, and then you see her in normal clothes, she has a full face of makeup on and a skirt when she That's answers true. the door for Renee. Right. So I agree that it maybe not to the track. Like, yeah, I, totally. As girly as, as I want to be, like, I would probably not wear that to a racetrack, right? <laughs> Can you imagine um, a but... fluffy sweater at a racetrack? Why would you do that to your fluffy sweater? <laughs> like, that's exclusively what I wear to the racetrack. <laughs> you know what, Aaron? If that's all you wear to the racetrack, I support it. I want pictures. <laughs> but I do think that, like, she, I mean, she has that in her wardrobe 100% because mm-hmm. the point is that it's not that she wants to be a guy. It's not that she all she cares about is racing and that she, she just wants to be one of the guys. The point is, is that she can do anything and everything her, just like her brother can do. And it, there's this dichotomy, and you don't have to be put into one specific box. She can do it all. So, right. Like, but I, I mean, like, when you see her like at dinner with her long hair, she's in, like, a spaghetti strap T-shirt. And I'm just like, I feel like that those outfits should be swapped. I, I, I will I will give you that. I do not think that she was dressed for the conditions um, <laughs> in which she, of the day, right? Yeah. Sure. But I do I do like the choice. Like I think it was it was smart. It was a smart play. And let's talk about how Dean loves the sweater. Um, <laughs> I'm assuming because Dean sees her and gets like heart eyes and I'm like this boy is 100% 17. Um, <laughs> but he just, Farron, is like right beside him and he's like already taken with the sister. Like doesn't even know that she is into sports or into the bikes or anything like that. Just like the initial conversation. He's already like, wow, she's like really pretty. And then he goes on to be like, I, I feel like I know her when she's talking about whatever they need to trade out on their bike. And it's, it's an interesting 
thing to watch Dean be so confused. <laughs> That's my homie, and she's hot. And I love her, so. <laughs> Poor boy, he just he just like really had it right. <laughs> And something that we did miss in the recap, because it's not specifically important, but um, at the end, when they head to the big race, Dean is walking with Andy, hyping her up, being like, you got this, don't worry about it. And by the way, is your sister seeing anybody? And right. Andy is just like, uh, she's very picky, but I'll put in a word, maybe. But remember, dude, you've got a girlfriend. And he was just like, uh, she learned, we don't have anything in common. And I think she's into French guys. And you see her and Renee <laughs> off in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, at least the dude matured a bit. It was very quick. Like you said, he's very clearly a 17-year-old boy. Um, mm-hmm. It's only been a week, probably. But, like, so. at least, because he, he didn't seem to know that a tomboy was an option. Because, like, he, he right. immediately starts comparing the two. And he's like, well, my girlfriend also grew up around racing, but she doesn't care about it. But you do. And, like you said, you're, you're my homie, but you're, you're my love? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then I do, I just have to talk about the end scene because the amount of sexual tension <laughs> oh my that is God. in a scene with two people at the very end who never kiss, I'm screaming <laughs> at the TV at the end, basically. Like, oh my God. I just, I just love it so much. And there's just, there's so much energy and so much tension. And I just, I love them both. Like, I am so attracted to both of them. The entire movie. Oh, I just love it. So the scene that I was censored on very (laughs) crudely is when they go on their little practice ride um, and they end up at the lake. And literally, so what I was screaming that TikTok deemed inappropriate, which again, rude, was A, just me screaming about them being on a date. I was like, it's a date. He took her to a lake. This is a date. This is what a date looks like. Ah!" I was just like freaking out um and then he literally strips and she's like oh it's so pretty here and he's like we didn't come to look at it and he takes off his freaking clothes yes and then she's like ah i don't i her brain stops working and my brain stopped working and then she's just like i can't take off my shirt i have sensitive skin or something again her brain stopped working and he's just like uh what are you a girl and she's like uh you did not just call me a girl and she straight up tackles <laughs> him but it's it's like that tumblr post it's like what are words that you can say that scream sexual tension and one is always scared potter <laughs> and this one belongs on that list oh my god <laughs> Um, I am very uncomfortable. I was very uncomfortable watching this. And I thought it was because I was very attracted to Dean. I am. Watching it later in life, it's because I'm also very attracted to Andy. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Yes, yes. Yeah, it was it was an experience. It was an experience watching it for the first time with my family. Um, you know, you, you know some of those movies that like you're like I should not be watching this with my like Titanic, right? <laughs> like I should not be watching this with my parents. I didn't think that a Disney Channel original movie about motocross racing was going to be on that list, but it was for me. <laughs> Chris, um, I want to hear your thoughts on the scene. I want to hear your thoughts on the movie. Um, well, first of all, the scene was the first time I screamed in the movie. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, this is like, it made me, I was like, is Dean, Dean thinks it's a dude. And Dean does not care. (laughs) Dean doesn't care. I'm over here is like, is this what like fully straight men do with each other? It's just like, I guess it is. Take their shirts off and run into a lake and And dare each other to also take your shirts off. Yeah. And then wrestle each other. You're the, you're a straight man. Is this is this a thing? I mean, depends on the situation. 
You know? <laughs> With a stranger? No, probably not. Um, <laughs> bros, I mean, it, it is what it is. Sometimes you just get naked. That's fair. That is fair. <laughs> but this movie is so good. Uh, I find absolutely nothing wrong with this movie. It's perfection. It's uh, the perfect female empowerment movie in the entire world. Andy and the mom, like the mom even like explaining that she wanted to be a rock singer and didn't because her parents were disapproving of it. And she wants to help her daughter live out her dreams, even if the father doesn't approve of girls doing it that way. It was so beautiful. And like their relationship was everything. I absolutely love that. One person we didn't talk about a lot was the little brother, Jason, who is my favorite character in this movie. Agreed. He doesn't do that much, but he's like, all of these movies have the little brother and they're the annoying little brother. But he was like the cutest. He was so nice. Like this was such a loving family that they never had that moment where like they were like disgusted with each other. And like the fact that he basically talked the mom into letting Andy ride in the race was so adorable. I love him. <laughs> yeah, he was very good. But yeah, the uh, there's not a lot of words. The sexual tension was too much for me to handle for most of this movie, if I'm being honest. I like blacked out for like 75% of it because I was like, <laughs> oh my god. Aaron, do you have anything to say? I like this movie. As someone who comes from a, in a previous life, a mechanical background, I understood a lot of the like actual technical things that were happening um in response to like moving her forks and the swapping out of the the exhaust systems all of that absolutely checks out this movie to me has a perfect mix of like it is at its core a sports movie it is about the underdog who you know fights their way up to the top and then you get like the romance storyline and i feel like it balances very well it's um, one for the whole family. Just not at the same time. Just not at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing is like, we all know that my history with sports movies is that I hate them. <laughs> um, uh, we've had previous racing movies that we've watched that I wasn't a fan of. But like you said, this was such a good mix of sports movie and teen drama movie. I was like completely enthralled in it and the sports didn't deter me from, didn't make me dislike the movie at all. I usually do like a uh, a rewrite for what I would change of the movie if I was the director, um, and I really don't think that I am qualified to touch this movie. However, if I can get a writing credit on Motocross 2, where it's like the son of Dean and Andrea, <laughs> and he's super not into motorcycles, but he's like, Dad, you know, I'm... be a competitive cheerleader. Yeah, he's exactly. He's bringing it back. He's a competitive cheerleader, you know, going to college, going to championship. And he's like, Dad, you know, I'm having some complicated feelings about some of the other guys there. And he's like, don't worry, son. I had a really weird weekend. (laughs) And that's how I met your mother. I understand. (laughs) Sometimes you just let it ride. Sometimes you get naked by the lake, you know, see what shakes (laughs) out. Work out your feelings there. It's so funny that you bring up sequels because obviously we love to create our own sequels. Um, I was looking up to see if there was like any talk of a sequel of this movie. Uh, There wasn't, but what I did find was a fan fiction. Oh no! Of of Motocross Two by Horse Girl to You. You know. No, no, no talking about actual motocross in this sequel. (laughs) Just the love story of Andy and Dean. And I would like to point out that. Dean does get Andy tickets to an NSYNC concert in it. 
That's so Which cute. I thought was amazing. <laughs> like, it picks up right where the last one ends off, and it ends with them ending the race and actually kissing. Aww. That's how it starts off. Am I going to go read this? Yes, <laughs> I will be reading this. <laughs> I want to know what the not PG fan fiction of this is about. <laughs> you, you don't, Aaron. As someone who doesn't fan fiction, you don't want to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> I will read all of them. Don't worry. One of, in one of them, they're in love with the bike. I don't know. Whoa. Probably. I don't ask questions. Anyone else have any other stray observations? The glances, like the looks that Dean gives his best friend, and then the looks that Andy gives back. Like you said, it, it's, it is Twelfth Night. It is She's the Man. It is On Levels, Mulan, you know, any of these movies. Um, So it's not necessarily surprising, but it's still done in just such a good way that is a age appropriate for decoms um mm-hmm. but clearly as 30 something year olds or late 20 something year olds we all maybe not Aaron but we all <laughs> freaked <laughs> out a whole bunch about it anyway um i just think it was so well done and i knew i was going to like the movie like i said uh, earlier all those parts that i remembered um but i hadn't seen it in at least 5 years and now that i've watched it I'm, like probably not 10 years now that i've watched it i'm like how have i not watched this every week oh my god since it came out in 2001. How has that been my life? Like, it was just so good. Andy, uh, you mentioned something. So it makes me ask the question, did you go and look at the feminism ranking list at all? I didn't because I don't personally right. have the list, so I definitely want to know where it lands. I like that I'm the keeper of the list. It makes me happy. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so as we... As we know, it goes from 50 to 1, 1 being the most and 50 being the least. And uh, Motocross ranks number 2. Yeah! Yes! Uh, number 2, Motocross, 2001. The still is of Andy with short hair looking at Dean, uh, probably as they're getting ready to go to the lake. Anyway, it says, <laughs> We must lead with the fact that this movie almost certainly sparked more queer women's sexual awakening than any... <laughs> Than this any is why TikTok o- banned me. <laughs> than any other Disney Channel original movie, or any early 2000s movie for that matter. Andy is simply the hottest lady disguised as a man marketed to preteens of the period. Sorry, she's the man and Mulan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she completely owns the world of competitive motocross, disguised as her brother after her dad forbids her from participating because it is a man's sport, and her brother gets injured. By the close of the film, Andy has not only convinced her father that women are good enough to compete, but she has become an inspiration for the entire racing community. Our favorite scene is the very end when bad boy slash love interest Dean asks Andy, a.k.a. Andrea, for a job, and she tells him he will have to prove himself. Nothing gets us more turnt than a woman in charge making men do work. (laughs) (laughs) Agreed. I love it. Yeah, this movie... Either it was too early and or it just wasn't about, and that's fine, her finding herself as, you know, trying to be a man or finding her sexuality or anything like that. A, again, this was 2001 and it's a Disney movie. But B, Mm -hmm. like, this is still a real thing where, like, women are still trying to find their place in, quote unquote, a man's world or a certain field. Um, And this was just about, like, her coming to power in that. Um, and you could make the argument, or some people could, or, you know, I'm sure there's fanfic or other storylines about it where it's more about, like, her discovering herself as, you know, 
Andy for short, um, but that's not this particular mm. movie, and it doesn't need to be for it to be just a really good movie about personal growth, not only for herself, but her family um, and everyone Agreed. around her. I mean, that would be yeah. super cool, and it'd be super cool if Disney wanted to tackle some of those issues and, and some of that that kind of growth and and especially in adolescence. Um, and I think that maybe 2020 or, or later, you know, it's more uh, of a thing, right? We see it a lot more now. Mm-hmm. Not that it wasn't a thing. It just wasn't as talked about. But that's right, not what this movie of. is. So, um, and I love that. I love, I would love to see a movie like that. And I love that this yeah. movie isn't that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like as, as someone that is cis, um, you know, I saw myself a lot in this character. I'm, I mean, we've discussed this with other, you know, big female leads, but just, uh, if you couldn't tell, Dakota and I are both talky, semi-bossy, a little assertive, but it just, that's just part of who we are, and they just happen to be coded as masculine traits, which is not the case. So we see that again with Andy, and maybe that's where I have more issue with her clothing choices, whereas Dakota and Chris are able to see the non-issue clothing choice. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, it is what it is, and it's just really good and again like i ah, it was just it was so good i was able to see a lot lot of myself in the character and i'm sure a lot of uh young women or people that were Mm -hmm. trying to step out of the box that they were put in saw on themselves and that's really great yeah (laughs) so good i do think that uh personally dakota's pick that this should be number one on the feminism um listing i'm looking at number one and i I get it, but uh, I would think this would be number one. But anyway. But today, all I can do is rank the movie, if we're all ready to do that. I rank think so. Rank the movie. Absolutely. Okay, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. 100 right. out of 10, if I could give it that. 10 out of 10. InSync tickets. 10 out of 10. Oh, also, Dean's leather pants. Dean's leather pants. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the leather pants and the oh turtleneck and, sweater. And the black turtleneck. turtleneck. And oh his leather yeah. Pants. Oh, my God. Going to a Ooh. fucking InSync concert. Oh, my God. And so I looked at it. I paused, I paused the movie. And I looked at Aaron. <laughs> and I was like, why did this man bring leather pants to a motocross tournament? And he was <laughs> like, he wears, baby. And then he grew up to be Steve Jobs. <laughs> we did it we have the sequel it was like the malls there you know Farron was shopping and she was always in a different outfit we could have talked about Farron she looked like trying to be an emo girl or an e-girl kind of thing or like with the dark lipstick and the dark hair and the very and the, and the crinkled hair yeah mm. whatever um, but she was trying too hard Quint. and I hate her anyway um, but she's yeah, leather I'll- pants yeah, I, we didn't talk about Farron at all because she's barely there. But yeah. I was going to compare her to the vapid girlfriend from Horse Sense. But again, yep. just extremely watered down. Like, oh, yeah. she didn't, like the vapid girlfriend, we actually had stuff to talk about because she existed in the movie. Um, Farron, she was just, she was the sexy lampshade trope that she existed. <laughs> and uh, that was it. Yeah. She was literally vapid. She was like, I want a man who has money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you do you, girl, I guess. We can all agree that there were precisely six characters in this movie, and everyone else could have been replaced with mannequins. Yes, I do agree with that. But you know what? I don't care. Uh, To keep with the raking, 10 out of 10, uh, green nail polish. I don't need to say anything else, because we've talked about this for an hour and a half. And I will piggyback on both y'all and say this is also a 10 out of 10 for me. Homoerotic uh, pawn scenes. (laughs) (laughs) I... 
love this. I think this movie's got something for everyone. I'm going to give it 10 out of 10. Um, Dakota doesn't understand what arm pump is. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually very impressed. I wasn't thinking you were going to give it a 10. I love it. Oh my God, a clean sweep. Is this our perfect 10? I think we did for yeah. one of the first ten, uh, but I don't remember which. But it would have just I, been the three of us. Yeah. Oh, you're right. For all four of us, I think this is the first one. Oh, I think this is so yes! good. Oh my goodness. It I deserves love it. it. So Motocross much. deserves it. Oh it does. my goodness, I love it. Coda's BB. Okay. All right, guys. That's Motocross. I truly hope that you guys stuck with us through this uh, very lengthy <laughs> recap, a lengthy, basically just a gush session over how much Yeah, to be honest. Chris, Andy, um, and Aaron, to the most part, are obsessed with motocross. And we hope that you enjoyed the movie just as much as we did. So join us in two weeks when we review. It is Luck of the Irish. Luck of the Irish. Wow. Oh my God, seriously? This is going to be such a good ah. run. I'm so excited. That's a good oh, one. Me I mean, it's not motocrossed. Mm. I think that's going to be the new thing. <laughs> oh, I my think, God. Has that replaced It's Not Brink? I don't know, guys. I wow. Know I'll tell I, you what. I'm so excited for the roundup. Dakota <laughs> <laughs> will go and watch Brink, and I'll go and watch motocrossed, and I'll – I don't know. Oh, damn. It's so difficult. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, motor, for now, at least. You know, it's not motocrossed, but we'll see. So uh, join us in two weeks. We're going to review Luck of the Irish, and we can't wait to, to see you then. Bye. 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 just scream for an hour.